Hello, Northwest. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 51. We are going to continue in our series on lament um, this morning. And so we have been taking a look at the gift that God has given us, really the permission that God has given us through prayer, through the prayer of lament, to cry out to Him in frustration, in confusion, and in grief. But lament is not just a cry of those things. It certainly involves those things, but it's not just that. The, the prayer of lament or lamenting before God is also a vehicle that God uses whereby we can voice our trust to Him. It, yes, we cry out in sorrow, but we trust that God will do things and make things right. In, in Northwest, I want you to know that God will make things right. The book of Revelation, the Bible declares that He will make those things right, all things right. And so the prayer of lament is wrapping our minds, our hearts, and our confidence really in Him to do what He said that He would do. Um, at the same time, just uh, not understanding some things that might be going on. And so last week, Ryan so beautifully talked about Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 1, when he was lamenting corporately over the sins of Israel and their disobedience. And he also repented himself, um, but, but specifically this week, this week, we're going to take a look at King David. I mean, King David, we, we know about David and Goliath. We know what David had done. We know that he's one of the sons of Jesse, and he was the little, little pipsqueak that um, was one of the sons of Jesse, and he was selected out, and, and God used him to do some great things. But we do learn so much about David's life. And one of the things that we learn is we learn about his sin and we learn about how he lamented over his own personal sin. You see, the Bible teaches you and it teaches myself, and this is the gospel, that we're all sinners. That we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And God came on a rescue mission by sending Jesus so that we might be restored and we might be forgiven what God has given us as a tool as we live in between the middle of the garden, the Garden of Eden where everything went wrong, and the garden where everything will be made right, Revelation 21. We live in the middle of that garden and He's given us this, this gift, it's called the gift of lament, to where we can pray and we can ask God and we can question God, but then we can also voice our trust to God. And I, I want us to really look at David. I mean, David was a seducer. He was an adulterer. He was a liar. He was a murderer. How do you like that resume? I mean, that, that's not a great resume, right? But God used him for great things. And what I want us to see is I want us to see how David lamented uh, his own sin. I mean, shortly after, a year after the sin with Bathsheba, um, and just before he was going to send Uriah off to be killed, he, he, he was confronted. David was confronted. His, his health was deteriorating. He was in bad shape. And he was confronted by someone named Nathan. In 2 Samuel uh, 12, 13, 2 Samuel 12, 13, um, Nathan confronted David over his own sin. And David responded with, I have sinned against the Lord. And you know how Nathan responded? Nathan responded with, the Lord has also put away your sin. See, what Nathan was trying to let David know, that yes, you have sinned, 
But yes, God can forgive you. And you have the opportunity to come clean with him, to be cleansed by him. And then shortly after that, David writes Psalm 51, which is really an overflow of his lament over his personal sin, where he's asking God to clean him and change him. And so what I've sort of done this weekend in our message is, what I'd like to do is I, I want to ask you four questions as we walk through Psalm 51. We won't cover every single verse, but I'm going to ask you four questions. And I want you, I want you to really consider, because listen, if there's anything that we consider after having quarantine and being inside for this long, is I think it's really important that we really look inside the depths of our heart and look at our own sin. And so I've got some questions that I hope will sort of help us navigate through this text of Psalm 51. I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'm going to ask a question first, read a couple of verses, make some comments, and we'll do that throughout the whole text in our time together. So Psalm 51, the first question that I have for you is this. In regards to your own personal sin, who will you turn to when your sin is revealed? Who will you turn to when your sin is revealed? Listen, it might seem like an obvious answer, but what I want to make sure that we begin our lives and we fix our lives on the God who created us and the God who has, who has great plans in store for us. He said, I want to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Let's take a look at what David did and where David turned really right from the very beginning. Look at Psalm 51 verses 1, uh, just verse 1 for right now. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. This is so similar to Nehemiah. When Nehemiah sees the corporate sin of Israel, he says, O sovereign God of the universe. That's who he declares his, his that's who he turns to. And, and here is David. David, his sin has been revealed to him. Let me put it this way. His sin was known, but he deflected it and didn't listen. So it was at this point in time, all of these things came together where David was for the first time at, at, that we know of, he was really coming to own his sin. And, and so who, who does he turn to? He turns to the God of creation. He turns to the one that can make everything right. He turns to the same God that Nehemiah turned to last week when he saw the sins of Israel. His request is, God, I'm asking you to give me mercy. Mercy is defined as not getting something you do deserve. I'll say it again. Not getting something you do deserve. That's mercy. And what, what David is asking God to do right from the beginning when he sees his sin is he's coming to the God of creation and saying, I'm asking you to give me mercy because really you're the only one that can give me that. I recognize that. I know that. And, and that's what he's doing. It's, it's a silly example. You can go ahead and say, Matt, that's really dumb. That's a really crazy illustration. It's really, really silly. It is. But I want you to just see just how silly it is for us to go to someone else to get forgiveness that only God offers. If I have a neck pain in my neck and a back pain, I'm certainly not going to the car mechanic to get fixed. See, that's a really silly illustration, but an exaggerated one. But I want us to know that there's only one place that we can get forgiveness, and that's God. And there's only one person who can forgive, and there's only one person who is willing to forgive, and that is God. And David demonstrates this to you and to me 
by saying, according to your steadfast love. That word steadfast love means it's immovable. It is fixed. It cannot be changed. That is who, that is who David is going to when his sin is revealed. He is going to the king of the universe, to the God of all creation, the one who fashioned you and made you and made me. And so here's my question is, who will you turn to when your sin is revealed? Here's what happens sometimes when our sin is revealed. When our sin is revealed, we get shamed and we don't go to God. We actually run away from God because we're so guilty that we don't go to him and ask God to clean us up. He's the only one that can clean us up. He's the only one that is ready for us. And his love is unconditional and he loves you and I deeply. So therefore, who will you turn to when your sin is revealed? My prayer is that you'll turn to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of creation who um, David turned to. And, and so let's keep going. Let's, let's take a look at <clears throat> the next question I have for you. Here's question number two. Will you own your sin or will you defend your sin? Will you own your sin or will you defend your sin? Let's take a look at verses two and three. This is what David says right here. According to your abundant mercy, that's up above, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. Look at that. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you. And you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Verse 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. So here's the question that I'm asking. Will you own your sin or will you defend your sin? A lot of times what happens, you and I both know this, when our sin is confronted to us, we have an opportunity or we have a defense mechanism that, that, that comes into us. We defend our sins. Oh, well, you don't know what he said to me. Oh, well, you don't know what he did to me. Oh, you're too sensitive. Don't be so sensitive. Yes, I said that, but don't be too sensitive. You know, you've said those things and, and I've said those things. And the list goes on and on and on. And here's what we learn from David is we learn from David that he does not defend his sin. He owns his sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. <clears throat> Against you and only you have I sinned. That's that's what he's saying right there. He is saying that I have sinned and I have sinned against God. You and I have, Tinsley, as I said, we've, we've done the opposite. David was confronted this time by Nathan and he heard him. And not only did he hear him, he could see the sin that was disrupting his relationship with God. And through a prayer of lament, he was lamenting his own sin. And part of lamenting your own sin is really coming to God and not defending your sin or defending why you committed that sin, but coming to God and saying, I'm owning what I have done wrong. I'm owning what I've done wrong. I want to encourage us Northwest, as we continue to take a look at our own sin, let's not defend our sin. 
Let's embrace it and bring it to God because he is the one that can forgive us. So let's not defend it. Let's own it. Let's just own it and bring it to him. Well, here's question three. Here's question three. Um, Question three is, do you recognize the lengths God has gone to forgive you and restore you? Do you recognize the lengths God has gone to forgive you and restore you? This is so beautiful. I want you to make sure you see the verbs in here that David uses in his request to God and to clean him up. Again, this prayer of lament is lamenting his own sin. And so he runs to God first, and then he doesn't defend his sin. He owns his sin. And then um, take a look at verse or at verse 7 right now. See, see what he says. He says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and look uh, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Look at all of these verbs right now. It's beautiful. Purge me, wash me, create, clean, renew, cast me not, and take not, restore, and uphold. He's using all of these verbs to do this because he knows that God can do it. He's bringing his sin, and he's recognizing, God, you have gone through great lengths to be able to forgive me. You are the one that you are the one that can purge me so that I can be clean. You are the one that can wash me so I can be whiter than snow. You are the one that can create in me a clean heart so that I can have a renewed spirit. And Lord, I can can be in the presence of you and not be interrupted because of my sin. Um, This is such a beautiful, beautiful picture. Here's what Romans 8, uh, 38 and 39 says, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. God demonstrates His love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so I have to ask the question, do you recognize the lengths, the length of God's love that he has for you? Do you, do you recognize how far God has gone to take care of you and to take care of your sin? I ask you, do you recognize that and do you see that? When we lament our own sin, we're setting ourselves up to be in a posture to be blessed by God And the blessing by God is simply his presence. And when sin is in our life and it's unconfessed, what happens is his presence in our life is interrupted. It's not clear. We can't hear like we can and like we're able and like we should. And so I want to encourage you that, listen, you can come to him and as as you lament your own sin, Be encouraged that you can be cleansed, you can be purged, you can be restored, you can be upheld, and we can be renewed. And let us know that God went to great, great lengths to display that and to demonstrate that. How do we know that? We know that because of the cross. We know that because of Jesus on the cross and Him declaring it is finished. So as we lament our own sin, let us never forget the depths, the lengths, that God has gone to forgive us and restore us. What's the last question that I have for you um, this morning? 
The last question I have for you is this. What way will you serve God going forward? What way will you serve God going forward? This is so beautiful um, in, in, in verses 13 to 15. Verses 13 to 15, it's, it really comes together right now when he goes and gets the forgiveness of his sins and then he declares to the Lord, Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Um, <clears throat> verse 13 says this, Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from the blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Here is, here is, here is David. He comes in, he is confronted by Nathan. Nathan tells him, you are a sinner. And then he declares, as I said in 2 Corinthians 12, 13, O Lord, I have sinned against you. And then he pens these words in Psalm 51. And it's, God, I need you to clean me up. Created me a clean heart that I might not sin against you. And here he says, this is what he says I'm going to do. I'm going to teach transgressors your way. What is he going to do? I'm going to teach sinners the way of the Lord. That's what I'm going to do. And they will return to you, God. You know what else I'm going to do? I am going to... Um, in verse 14, he says, Deliver me from the blood guiltiness, O God, o, o God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. So I'm going to teach transgressors your way. I am going to sing aloud your righteousness. And in verse 15, it says, Open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. God, here's what I'm going to do. I am on the recipient end. I am on the receiving end of all, that you, all of the goodness that you are. You have seen my sin. You have forgiven my sin. You have given me mercy. And I'm sitting here saying, I'm going to teach other people your ways. I'm going to sing with my tongue of your righteousness. And I am going to declare your praise. And I'm going to do those things. And I'm going to do those things for you. So the question we have is, what way will you serve God going forward? What way will you serve God going forward? That's our question. He says all of these things. Northwest, what sin is in your life right now that is preventing you from experiencing all that God has for you? What sin in your life right now? Is it sexual immorality? Is it the way you talk to your kids? Is it the way you talk to your wife? Is it your marriage? Is it the way you operate in work? Are you a man of integrity? Are you a woman of integrity? What sin is causing your relationship with the Lord to be fractured? The gift of lament is a cry out to God that we are not who He created us to be, but through His Spirit and through trusting in Him, we can be forgiven, restored, purged, and cleansed because He's God and we're not. And that's what He does. And I'm grateful for it. And a prayer of lament is lamenting our own sin. And, and so he, here's really the encouragement I have for us. If we want to make some application steps, then, then here's what I want you to do. Number one, I want you to run to God 
in regards to every aspect of your life. But specifically, I want us to run to God as a church, as individuals, to get the forgiveness of that sin that so easily ensnares us, as it says in Hebrews. Don't allow shame or guilt to hold you back from the God of creation who is the only one that can forgive. And I want to encourage you, when sin is confronted um, in your life by another brother, don't defend it, but own it. God has sent them there for a purpose so that we might own our sin and not defend it. So let let us own our sin. Let us run to God. Let us own our sin when confronted. And let us recognize how far He went to declare His love for us. Let us recognize how far He went to declare His love for us. And then lastly, what, what, what do I want us to do? Action steps. What do I want us to do based on this? Is when we come to God in lamenting our own sin, let us recognize that the reason that we are here is so that we might make much of Him, that we might serve Him, that we might do our part. So serve Him with all that you have and all that you are. Let us serve Him. What happens when we are living a life of unconfessed sin and not lamenting over our sin is that the relationship gets cloudy and our purpose gets very, very cloudy as well. And so we're here to make much of Him. And I would say just like, um, just like Nehemiah last week and just like David this week, they went into action because of the action that God took by demonstrating His love for us. And then we see that in the New Testament by Christ dying for us on the cross. So let us run to God. Let us run to Him. Let us not defend our sin. Let us own our sin. Let us recognize how far He went to declare His love. And then Northwest, let us collectively and individually serve Him with everything that we've got. For there are a lot of people that need to know Him. And I'm looking forward to how we can engage them with the best message in the world. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you in person really soon. God bless you.